Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Well, ladies and gentlemen, aliens of all races, genders of all kinds, whatever you wanted to claim that you are, we are back with the Academy Star Trek Podcast. Yes, we couldn't do it last week because, well, I got the Tarkalian flu. John's pointing towards me. It's my fault. I know I was sicker than than a a Klingon Targ for a while, but I'm better now. But I, as I said before, I am not alone here in the academy. I am joined by my man, the master of the three hundred pound bench press. Yes, folks. Yes, fans. He can do it. He's not. He's a big, strong man. He loves that New Japan bullshit. Which right now they're in hot water. It's my man, Big John Enright, Sinister Minister. What's going on, brother? Oh, oh not much. Gun show. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, um, uh, well, I mean, since we last talked, I guess we need to kind of talk about. Um, I mean, you see it, but uh, my office is a little lighter. Um, I know. There's a little less stuff in here. Um, I got a new job. Um, I will be. Thank you. I will be working for a new agency in Fort Worth called Safe Haven. Um, same idea. They are a domestic violence sexual assault agency as well, but for Tarrant County, which is a bigger county, which is Fort Worth. And so I will be working. They have a what they call a department called prevention and I will be a prevention specialist, meaning I will be going to schools and doing presentations off the curriculum they have. And so that will be my focus. That's it. No social media, no youth advocacy, no driving vans, no nothing. It'll literally just be going into these different schools for secondary uh, education, middle school and high schools, and doing presentations on the curriculum that Safe Haven has and to talk prevention about sexual assault and other kind of things that we'll be doing for these kids. And um, I mean, they offered me 18 grand more than what I'm making now. So <laughs> it was, it's an opportunity. Can't beat it. Yeah. Can't beat it, man. It, it's an opportunity to, um, plus, I'll be at Everman ISD at 7 30 in the morning and I'm done by 3 30 every day. So that gives me a chance to really spend a lot of time with my kid, especially now that he's getting into. He's going into his junior year next year um, to be providing opportunities for that. You know, a little bit more stability, a little less flex schedule, um, that kind of thing off on the weekends. And then the summers, um, you learn your curriculum. You maybe do a presentation here or there, but then you get like Fridays. We work from home. So, you know, I mean, there's lots of cool stuff like that we get to do. That's too. awesome. Man. So wow, it'll man. be it'll be good for the long run. The sad part is, you know, we're really starting to gain some momentum with our program and with our LGBTQ plus group and, and just everything in general. Um, so I hate to kind of be leaving, but at the same time, uh, it's just an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. So, yeah, 
you know, it doesn't mean, so my email might change if you're looking for mental health questions or things along those lines. Um, but that doesn't mean I won't still come on here every week and talk about mental health and, you know, advocacy and how we can help you. Um, that'll still be continuing to be the same. It'll just change on where you can reach me at. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the big thing going on right now, um, with me. So I'm in the process of taking out all my personal stuff out of my office, um, working on transitions, um, getting social media, um, stuff tr transferred over to other people, things along those lines so that, you know, everything is kind of taken care of when I leave. Uh, next Friday is my official last day. The Friday, the 20th of May is my last day here at Freedom House. So, um, you know, we're, uh, we're trucking down that road. So, you know, it's, yeah, uh, it's, well, I mean, listen, man, you, you gotta go on to bigger and better things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what it is. So. And I'm sure, and, and you know, and you're obviously, obviously, you know, you came to Freedom House and you have left it in a better position. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's good because, because, you know, you don't want to leave and still have it be in a bad position. You have, you went in there, you did your job. Obviously, whoever they're going, I mean, you left, you gave them the blueprint on how to be successful in that program. They're going to follow that and your legacy will continue on there, brother. Yeah. And, you know, and, but Hey man, listen, $18,000 more a year, better schedule. more. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you, you definitely need that, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and the extra free time, you know, it's just going to work out in the long run overall, you know, to be able to spend oh, yeah. a lot of time with my kid, the evenings and things like that. So, you know, um, and uh, I mean, in other news, I'm not dating right now. Um, yeah. I got oh, dumped. no. No. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I got dumped oh, over the phone. What the fuck? Over the phone? Last last Sunday night. Yeah. Did she text you or did she actually call you? No, it was uh, it was on the phone. Uh, I called and I texted. And we'd have, we'd have a busy weekend. We texted every, you know, a little bit and stuff like that. And. You know, I did, we had had a long weekend where we spent, you know, a lot of time together. And then that week we were doing lunches and, you know, energy shifted a little bit. And I knew that we were, it was going to be time to kind of think about things and evaluate. But then all of a sudden, you know, nice texts and everything. And then the next thing I know, it's Sunday night. We're talking and how are our weekends? You know, how was Mother's Day? Da, da, da. And then, so I've been thinking and then, um, you know, yeah, um, minute, you're, minute. Yeah, you're great, but you're not my person. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Wow. Okay. While doing That's the dishes, fun. you know, um, while she was doing her dishes. So there was that, you know? Um, so yeah, that uh, was, that was, that well, was listen, a rough one. Well, so. well, listen, at least, at least, at least she called and told you to your face. I mean, you I would have rather done it in person, but you know, yeah, me. well, you know, the last one for me, she dumped me via text message after, uh, ghosting me for like, a while and we talked oh, wow. it was like it was like we talked and then after that she just kind of ghosted me and it was five days before my birthday so Ugh. yeah yeah so but listen man mm. uh as the quote as 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 the, as the quote 
the famous Greek singers, all women are crazy. So that's <laughs> it. it's fine, you know. It's all right. I mean, tonight I'm going with a friend. Her and I are going to go see Aaron Lewis at Billy Bob's. So beautiful. Frank, oh, you, you know, going to see Aaron Lewis? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be oh, good. that's awesome. Yeah, he'll Great. be there. He's doing, you know, he's he's been doing a country thing now for a while. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And then at the end of the month, we got another concert that, that me and this friend are going to. So nice. so it'll be fun, you know. And that's, that's uh, awesome. So you know, I got things to occupy my time, and you know, I've had my moment. I've had a that's that's why I put a lot of my frustration from this Sunday into my workouts this week. So I've got a lot of new PRs. <laughs> I know. know. I was I was seeing him. I was like, holy shit, man. Man, he's, yeah. he's pumping iron, man. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, so, yeah, like, when I – the fact that I did 265 four times, and I'm like, I could probably keep going. But, wow. you know, um, yeah, I was like, eh. Yeah. And, then, and then I did – the next day, I think it was uh, – I did, like, the, uh, the barbell shoulder press. And that – I was doing that. I was getting up to, like, um, 180, 190, you know. Oh, so, That's yeah, I was – and I'd sit in because like I'm on Sonic Smith machine, so I can't stand up. Oh, it's I, yeah. So I had no, to sit on the bench. Yeah. But yeah, even I still, mean, you know, I mean, just bringing it down and you know, just yeah, yeah. no, that's that's some weight. Yeah. The, I think I think the most I ever benched, I think it was two thirty-five, and I benched that when I was like hundred and sixty-five pounds. Oh wow. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I was hundred and sixty-five pounds. I was on a good nutrition schedule. I was working out like pumping weights and working out every single day and yeah and then after i did that i'm like yeah i'm done (laughs) yeah i think my max Uh, ever was 450 yeah but this was high school i was you know football workout program all that kind of stuff oh my god 450 man 450 yeah that was my max senior year so senior year you know every i see in every august right before football season we had what they called the silver cougar testing and you, you you try to make your weight you know like so linemen were given a certain criteria running backs are you know receivers are given yeah. criteria and running backs and linebackers are given the criteria and we kind of had a mixture of both where like you had to be fast but also strong and yeah. so uh let me senior year i'd won it junior year i came literally within a few percentage points of making you had to have 75 percent or higher in all your percentiles and I missed it junior year by like a couple of points. Wow. I was like, so like, I was like senior year, I'm going to make this, you know? So like I walked in, I knew my, I mean, I worked on, cause the strength wasn't an issue for me. It was my speed and agility. I want to continue to get faster and faster and faster. So I've worked on that all summer, spring, summer, just working in, I'm working on it. Not that I wasn't ever, I was, I was always fast, but like the explosive fast being quicker and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's probably, Probably like a lot of deadlifts and a lot of like explosive exercises. Like yes. That, correct? Yeah. And then so like my coaches knew that. So they worked me on that. They kept me going of oh, let's let's get you faster. Let's get you stronger kind of thing. A lot of agility drills. So like so when I finished senior year, I ended up making it. I qualified. Uh, let's see. I ran a four six five forty. I benched four fifty. Oh, my I God. Squatted six hundred and I deadlifted seven. And then, oh my god, yeah, dude, I was a beast in in high school. Like Holy when it came to lifting, you're still was, a beast now, man. What are you talking about, dude? I am not anywhere near where I was. Like, dude, when I was in high school, I would rip some shit up. I would just like get in there and just go after it. And I mean, I was. And people were like, "What are you taking?" I'm like, "My mom's cooking." 
Like this literally, <laughs> that is the only supplements I had was my mom's cooking. What kind of gas? Like, how yeah. much gas are you on? Dude, I dude, I was the grandson of a dairy farmer, and I spent some of my summers on a dairy farm. So oh, like, that's it, man. You, got, you know, you got that. Country, country strong. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, like first day walking in freshman year, I saw guys put 45s and on the on the bar for bench and throw it up. So I thought that's what you did. So I literally walked in, I put the 45s on a bar and I started repping those out. And the coach comes like, what are you doing? I'm like, um, am I not doing it right? And he goes, are you a freshman? I said, yes, sir. Have you ever done this before? No. He said, how do you know to do this? I said, I watched the guys do it. And, you know, oh and he goes, you're a freshman and you're doing that. I was like, why? How much is that? He was like, that's 135 pounds. I was like, so like I like it, it made, you know, <laughs> like I think I came in like five, five, like one, one forty five. So it's like, Holy you know, shit. I wasn't a big kid, but I was like, you know, and I mean, I was I was, you know, strong. I mean, you know, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so and I, I was running like a five flat 40 when I was a freshman. And so I worked my way down to a four, six, five. Um, I think my shuttle time was like a three something. Um, I had to wow. run a six and a half minute mile and a, a six thirty mile, and I did it. You know, I ran it like. Oh my god! I pushed it like I. Holy it. shit! Long distance is not my thing. What did you play? Now, now, did you play a linebacker in high school? Yeah, I was. I was a linebacker. I was a strong Holy side linebacker. Shit! So yeah, like I could keep up with anybody strength wise, and then I developed my speed and really just worked on that and got it to where I, I could play sideline to sideline. I was, you know, but the problem was I wasn't big enough for college ball. I was too big and too bulky for secondary, even as a free safety, but I was too short. How big were you, John? I was 5'9", 200 pounds. So, like, I wasn't big enough for, for college ball in the as a linebacker. So, but I, was, I, I, I wasn't really playing. I was playing. I was going to college for baseball anyway, you know. Well, I mean, I was, I was, I was seeing, like, these, these – you see these safeties now yeah. playing the NFL. They're not big guys. No, they're about you know they're they're like they're like your height or like my height. Yeah, you know like five ten. Yeah, but they have ridiculous speed though too. Well, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> that's like that was the other thing. Like I wasn't quite fast enough. I wasn't you know I mean yeah. like you know, like my senior year in baseball I played right field. Our center fielder ran a four three forty, and our 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 left fielder Javon Walker who played in the NFL he ran a four two five. You know, what I mean, Holy like, shit. yeah, I mean, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, four four and four three. Javon ran a four three. Robert ran a four four, and yeah, like, and I was the slowest at a four six. You know, so like, you know, that was that was our forty times in the outfield. You know, me being the slow one at four six man, five. That, that's a know? fast outfield, man. Oh yeah, you hit the ball in the outfield. One of us was getting to it, and if he <laughs> didn't, if he didn't, Robert, Robert was the fast guy. He would usually get the ball first, and then he would toss us, me or Javon, the. the the ball and we had the cannons to just get it into the infield. Like, oh wow, that's awesome, man! Like yeah, so like there was once we were we were playing a tournament in our field, and we had a weird field where like it would look normal and left field coming to center, but then they built it with tennis courts already there, so the tennis courts kind of jutted into the field and then kind of went back and then came back over this way. So there's like this weird section of the fence that kind of came in then out, so it made a oh, weird corner. So a ball got hit there. We're playing a tournament. Guys on first. And he takes off, and uh, so Robert gets that corner first, and then he tosses me the ball, and I launch the ball. The guys already touched second and rounded second when I throw the ball. 
ball comes in at such a speed that the third baseman catches it, taps his glove twice, and then tags the guy out. Waiting for the guy who's touched second, he's round the second, is already making his way to third. I hose that guy out. That's they a fucking had, bazooka, man. Dude, like that's me, a bazooka. Dude, we had arms, me and Javon. And like, Holy shit. Like, there was one that he did in a tournament later that tournament. Guy hits a ball short, you know, and so he comes up on it. One hop, no, doesn't touch the ground. I'm talking, this sucker is probably like 90 miles an hour coming in all the way to home plate. Guy waiting on home, like he's already I stepped. The ball's dropped. He's made four steps to home plate. Javon gets the ball, throws it in, and again, catcher gets the ball, waits for him, and tags him out. So Holy shit. Yeah. So the second – same game, ball hits kind of in that area again. I get the ball. Guy from first is touch second, is rounding second. The coach is already holding him up because I have the ball. And I same thing. I throw the ball in, and the guy's already been held up, but it comes into the third base again. The guy's oh, just like – my God. Yeah. So, like – so I can play some baseball. That was my sport. That's but awesome, man. Football was just to kind of fuck around and have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to oh be like all God. district, all parish, all Acadiana for like that's two awesome, years man. and as starting <laughs> linebacker and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that that's, was my just eh, let's just have some fun. That's crazy, know? man. That's fucking legit, bro. Yeah, so and, but that I mean I was I had enough athletic ability to be good in high school, but not really go like I knew college was about my level of baseball or anything I could have done. That was probably as far as I was gonna go. Um, yeah, but and I was, still, I mean, that's, I mean, that's good though. Yeah, I was fine with that. So we had a good time, and then it was just, uh, you know, so that's that's how sports worked out for me. And uh, you know, and then my kid, he he decided he's not a sports kid. I mean, he has the build for it. He has that flexibility. He just, yeah, it's not his jam, and that's fine. You know, I'm not that parent who like is like I live through. I've had my time playing my sports. I had fun. If my kid doesn't enjoy it, you know, I let him find what he likes and. Encourage him to do that. And, you know, he's going to take a welding course next year and graphic design as part of his electives for. Oh, man. That's. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Get get him, get him into the trades. Oh, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. Smart, smart. Because right now, because right now, college is just. It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if he goes in and he can weld and he can work on cars like like literally if i could do it over again i would have said in ninth grade i said listen i want to become a mechanic i would have went to both i would have which is most it's it's like a vocational so you go over right. and they teach you so i would learn to work on cars and then after that i would go somewhere like a wild tech and learn to work on you know lamborghinis ferraris right. porsches and and that's and that's what I'd be doing right now, you right. know, or and, Audis and Mercedes. I'd be like a master, you know, Mercedes right. mechanic or something like that, you know. So yeah. that's and then yeah. and then then I get I get to have all the foreign fucking cars that I'd want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's like um, you know they offer automotive tech at the high school. So like oh, where, where oh there's God, a garage. Man. People can bring their cars in and do oil changes for like five bucks, you know, oh for the God. program. Or di- and then they have a project car every semester that they work on and you know fix up and and do. And you know, I mean, it's it's really cool what the high school does for the automotive tech kids that do that. And then for Jacob, he just he's taking intro to welding, and if he likes it, he might take welding one after you know for a senior year. And um, you know, he he has to take a fine art, so he's doing theater tech, uh, sound and design. 
Okay. So he's doing light design and sound design stuff like oh, that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, um, great. He has to take a foreign language, so he's taking French because okay. he's already he already knows Italian because uh, he spent a month in Italy. So him oh, and wow. my ex um, learned Italian. Um, so because they were gonna, they were there for a month, and so it translates pretty easily between the two. So he's going to just mm-hmm. take French, um, and then he so he's going to have to take that a senior year. So. Uh, his senior year, he gets three electives because his fine arts will be taken care of with the theater arts, um, sound design, and light design stuff that he's doing. So he says, I might do like intro to welding too. Um, he's talking about doing animal husbandry, you know, looking at, like, at that. And then you know, he's looking at a lot of trade like stuff as far as his electives. I uh, think oh, that's, about that's smart. culinary arts um, is, you know, that too. So, I mean, he's, 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 Focus outside of the actual coursework has been a lot of trade stuff, which that's good. That's good. Yeah. You know, and I told him that's awesome. I said, if you go into the trades, I said, you, I guarantee you, you walk out, like you come out of high school, you go to trade school, you're going to walk out of there and you're going to be making 60 to 70 grand to start. I said, if you learn to weld, if you learn to weld and weld well, you can make 80 to 100 grand to start because they need welders. Welders are in Big short, time. short supply. Welders are in short supply. Around here, you know, like a lot of guys, they'll go, they'll become linemen and they'll work mm. on for national grid and stuff. They're making a hundred, hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And then, and then top of it, if you have like natural disasters, it can get pushed up to one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty thousand. Mm. And literally, it's nothing. It's like nothing. Yeah. You know the the cost of it, and it's and I and I, and I that's in, when I was teaching. And that's what that's why I told a group of students that I had that I knew there weren't college material. I was like, listen, college isn't for everybody. You guys right. really should learn a trade. Plumbers, carpenters. I mean, that's all of it. Short supply there. Yeah. Know, because, yeah. Because we're because we're all pushing college, but listen, this this is the, this is a discussion for another show. This is hey, this is the this is part of Star Trek that you know this we all have a job. Trek. Everybody yeah. has a job in Star Trek, exactly. and we want you to have that job, and whatever that yeah. might be, you might be in the sciences, you might be in the arts, you might be you know, in engineering, but everybody has something important they can do. Exactly. Um, you got to find what it is for you. If you're a younger listener, look at the trades, find out where you are. Like um, down here, we have Job Corps, where like you could be in high school or even in, when you graduate high school, it's like a campus and they have all kinds of different trades that you could do. And you're on campus for a year. You learn that trade and then they can either help you go to college or find a job in that trade. And But it's like a college type campus. Um, maybe there's something like that in your area, wherever you are. But find that thing that you want to do and that you're that's going to be your niche and exactly. plug in there and you help make the ship go that much further. Um, oh yeah, you know that's that's the thing people forget. You know, well, we need to get rid of these jobs. Well, no, the whole purpose of our jobs that we have in our society is it all helps make the country move and grow. You know, I mean, we look at the infrastructure. We're we're struggling infrastructure wise. Why is Big that? Time. We wow. don't have people in those trades to do those no. kind of things. I mean, I don't know if you listen to Mike Rowe, but I listen to his podcast every week. It's a great podcast. The way I heard it, but he has a lot of people come on that are in the trades. And then of course his dirty jobs and, you know, things like that show that highlights there are people out there doing good work and making money in an industry. Yeah. It's going to be hard work, but you're making money and we need those kind of things that yeah. there are, there are, you know, we, we see the grade of our infrastructures are C and D for like roads and bridges and things like that. And it's because nobody's 
wanting to come in and put in the work and people are retiring and then are staying on longer and they, cause there's nobody to take their place. So, yeah. you know, ladies and gentlemen, to make society work, we got to have everybody doing their part. And sometimes that doesn't mean college. That means yeah. going and, you know, going and learning a trade and, you know, making, helping make the ship run that much further, you know? So that's to the tie into Star Trek, but what we really you need, need- we need chief, we need more Chief O'Briens. Yes, we do need more Chief O'Brien. So be that Chief O'Brien. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and talk about news now that we're twenty-three and a half minutes in now to the That's show. not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. We we've been one worse. Time we were like, one time we were like fifty minutes into the show. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So all right. So uh ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, James Money McIver, if you'll blow the bosun's whistle right here. We will go ahead and get started with the news. And ladies and gentlemen, the first news story we have is that in case if you have or have not seen um, Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds, they're in the first episode they're referencing is whenever um, Lieutenant Kirk is going to be on board. Is he on board yet? It's been mentioned quite a few times by Captain Pike. And at the end of the show of episode one, Lieutenant Kirk is on the Enterprise. Yes. Yeah, but it wasn't the Kirk we expected. But we do not. know that James T. Kirk will appear in season two, and it's played by a gentleman named Paul Wesley, who's okay. going to be a very different Kirk. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of, of it yet, Triple D, of the young man who's playing. Um, I, I I have. I have. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Do you feel it's a, it's a good good look, good, uh, good casting for, for uh, James T.? Listen, there's only one James T. Kirk. You know, he looks good. Looks good, you know, blonde hair, you know, similar looks to Kirk. A lot skinnier than, you know, than than the original Kirk, but, right. you know. He's a young man. He's a young, he's a young man. We, he's a young man, exactly. And this We is were all skinnier when we were younger, right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. And I mean, obviously, this is before he took over the Enterprise. Right. Correct. Now, ten years. ten years. So now, did they say that he was a captain of the ship, or he's a? They did not. Commander? They haven't said. They haven't said it. They do show him in the command chair, okay. And the pictures that I've seen, but they do not list his rank or what he is. Um, they just say it's James okay. C. Kirk in season two. Okay. I have not seen any kind of indication of rank or anything along those lines, or if he's right. going to be on Enterprise if he's on another ship. Because, because I know in the books, his 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 first command was a ship called the Sacagawea. That was that was his first command, mm. and it's like um I guess it was almost like a what is it the ship with with the one nacelle? What are they called? Is it the Salomon class? The huh? class? I think class? yeah, Salomon or Einstein or whatever the fuck. It yeah, is. yeah. So I mean, so that's so that was his first command. So I don't know if they're gonna follow the books or they're just going to come up with something brand new so we'll see we'll find we'll out see. you know so that's that's kind of the first news i know we kind of talked about it last week a little bit but in following up i found that story that's who it is but also no oh, 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 oh sorry also too john i'm going in with open mind and open eyes man mm-hmm. that's yeah it, so yeah yeah and uh so if you i mean we obviously have seen um strange new worlds um i think just to touch on it we're as as we've said we're going to wait till the show is completely over before we review it but first first looks man it looks great 
Um, it's 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 been so fun it's like watching tos but with that with that modern feel to it but Mm -hmm. the stories have been great so far the characters have been excellent Mm -hmm. and and they've made you want to learn more about them which is the purpose of the of the opening season is exactly you're learning i mean we kind of have an idea about the big three about una and spock and and pike which by the Mm -hmm. way ethan peck as as spock has been oh my god he has been really good, but it's even like watching, it's, yeah. like, it's like watching Nimoy. I mean, it's, it's uncanny. It is really good. And then we've seen some of Pike in discovery, but seeing him in this post discovery, knowing he knows how he's going to end up and how he's going to captain in that, with that knowledge, you know, it's really, it's really, I like it a lot, yeah. which by the way, uh, I saw Dr. Strange, uh, multiverse of madness. Who makes an appearance? But Anson Mount is Black Bolt, reprising his role really? from the Hulu series The Inhumans, because you know he was on the uh, you know, the uh, ABC Inhumans. He was Black Bolt for that. Okay, All and right. so he made the, he made an appearance as Black Bolt again. And there's talk about the Inhumans getting another spinoff on Disney Plus, being revived nice. and put that. Um, so it's very funny in in my son and I were talking about in in Multiverse of Madness. You have Benedict Cumberbatch. Who is in Star Trek? Anson Mount, Star Trek, and then you have uh, you have uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, Star Trek. So three Star Trek alumni. John, don't don't tell me everything about the movie. I haven't. Seen I didn't. It yet. And well, everybody knows Sir Patrick Stewart. That was before the movie came out. He announced I, that he was in it. I, I had no uh, idea. Yeah, he's in. But whatever. He, he well, I mean, he. Everybody knew that he was going to be in there. I haven't told you some of the bigger spoilers. There's even bigger no. spoilers, and I'm not going to do that to you. So I'm gonna, go see I'm it. Wait, I'm gonna wait till it comes out on Disney Plus anyway. Okay. So. Well, yeah. To be honest, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't like going out. I hate see people. me. I'm. I'm. That's one of those movies that I'm gonna go to the movies and see. So we went. Make Jacob and I went last Friday night. We were like, nice. we're going, we're going, and we went and did it. So, uh, but yeah. So uh, as part of you know Paramount Plus, uh, as you know, they pulled out of Netflix and and everything along those lines. Well, right now, um, according to Paramount Plus themselves. In June, they'll be launching in the UK and Ireland, um, oh, which, which will be including Strange New World. So all the stuff um, as far as the global expansion, you know, that was the whole purpose of creating Paramount Plus. Um, and that is the idea. That's why they pulled off of Netflix and all the stuff off of there. But th- the first of the global expansion will be the UK and Ireland, and it'll be six ninety nine per month or sixty nine ninety per annum in the UK. Um, after the free seven day trial, and it'll have more than eight thousand hours of content. Holy so God. yeah, so I mean, there, you're going to get everything content. in there. Um, uh, oh, and by the way, real quick, uh, the ship designs for Strange New Worlds. Oh my world! Oh, oh my God! Are you, you, you epic? You know, I love it. I mean, you you know me. I'm ship porn. The Enterprise is. I mean, the original looks great. Uh, Looks okay. so good, like oh, it looks amazing. It's so good. Even the um that 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 uh, salad in class that they had that Una was on, you know, yeah. when they pulled up to that planet, it looked good. Even because yeah, sometimes you like look, you look at that version and it's like that's a stupid looking ship. It design. is a stupid looking ship, yeah. But still, it still looked good, even though it was stupid. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, but I'm a ship, you know, porn guy. I know so, you are, yeah. You know, so but that's uh so. Obviously, you know Paramount has slowly rolled this out. They haven't, um, they haven't really done. You know, they had pulled this what at the beginning of the year, 
Um, and so yeah. they're just now getting to that. Um, but Triple D, how do you feel of them pulling off and then bringing everything into Paramount Plus? Do you feel like this that's, is a smart that's move smart. overall? It's a smart move. You got to keep everything in house where you mm-hmm. where you control it and everything. I get it selling to Netflix. It's, it's selling you know selling the rights to Netflix for a while to get the money you know to have capital coming in, but in the end, it's your baby. You know, mm-hmm. you got to make sure that you want to bring it in and you want to be the one to make money off of it, mm-hmm. not other companies. So, you know, smart move for them, you know, right. bring everything in house and, and the fans in the UK and Ireland, which there's a strong Star Trek fan base in the UK and in Ireland, they're going to be just over the moon to watch strange new worlds. Unless they got something like a Surfshark where they can do like a VPN in like Miami and then they can right. watch Paramount Plus in America. But for everyone else, I mean, you know, this is good for this 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 is good for Paramount, expanding the product. Also too, and they've also created a new like pre uh, logo sequence mm-hmm. before the show starts, similar to what Marvel has and Star Wars has now. Right. So yeah. you can obviously tell that they're ready to roll that they put all their eggs in the Star Trek basket and they're rolling right. this out, that this is their baby. Yeah. And smart move, smart yeah, move. It really is. And because Star Trek is universal. I did, that's right, I did forget that it's the United States, Latin America, Australia, and the Nordics have um, Paramount Plus right now um, with eventually UK and Ireland and then there's talk of other European countries uh uh, joining on as well for the Paramount Plus, but again, it's smart. You got, but then you also got the shows like the Halo Show, which you know, myself, I've been enjoying. It's been really exactly. well done. Um, you got a lot of original content on there, uh, as well as you know the hours and hours and hours of Trek and wow, and other things that you can get into. I mean, but there's just yeah. so much stuff. Like, there's so many good shows, even the classic shows from the '70s and '80s that they've got on. Oh there. yeah. You can yeah. just pull up from CBS and Paramount and just enjoy. So, um, you know, so then uh, uh, Christina Chong uh, did an interview who is Laanne, or, or as you might know her as uh, Laanne Noonien Soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, she plays um, that character. Um, she doesn't give any information, but she, she said, uh, as far as like, she can't reveal a lot, but she does feel the burden of carrying that family name. And, uh, you know, so it's going to be very interesting. She's going to be a very active you know, character because I believe at the end of the first episode, she's becomes a security chief, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes, you know? yes she does. So, um, you know, it's probably a good thing to have. We're going to find out a little bit more about that. I think, again, there it's this idea of we're, bringing, we're putting a character in that has a familiar name, and we're going, what? How is assumed, like, going how's this work like being on a federation ship and working with pike and you know like it's intriguing i want to i want to watch the season if nothing else yeah. to see that subline play out you know exactly you know i mean so uh of all the new characters that have come out of this show so far though triple d which one has been the most intriguing for you ortegas ortegas okay i really like ortegas I, I just I, I like the whole thing. I just I I like her demeanor. I like everything, and I just love how she's just so how she's just so nonchalant with like her humor, dry sense of humor, and and she's and she's a damn and she and and she's a damn good pilot too. On top of it, hmm. so 
Mm. You know, and I, I like the whole interaction. Really good relationship, and I, I like seeing that. And she had a relationship with with the with the rest of the crew as well, especially with you'll see in the second episode with 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 Uhura. So, you know, that's I like her. I really do. I like mm. her, but a close second, a close second has to be has to be soon. Obviously, as as, as a close second, because all of the name. And how are they going to like, you know, do that? You know, how are they going to explain right. that? So, yeah, yeah. So you know, which it, it'll just be fun to kind of see how they continue to go forward with it. And I think there's a lot that they've done that's going to make for a great first season. So, oh, yeah. the Rodberry Archive recreates sets from first Star Trek pilot, The Cage. So, really? Yeah. So Gene Roddenberry State is developing the Roddenberry Archive, which is a multi-decade collaboration to collect and preserve Gene Roddenberry's legacy at the highest levels of fidelity and historical accuracy. A number of Star Trek veterans are involved in the project, including artists Denise and Mike Okuda, uh, Doug Drexler and Darren Dottram, who are all working with the cloud graphics company Otoy. And the first project is to create a one-to-one visual experience of the motion picture USS Enterprise. And they have just announced another Ooh. ongoing project to recreate elements of the first Star Trek pilot, The Cage, bringing, even, bringing in, in even more Star Trek veterans. The Roddenberry Archive has released new details and a video showing how this intriguing new project is put together. So if you go um, on YouTube and type mm-hmm. in the Roddenberry Archive, The Cage, they show how they're taking some of the stuff that was filmed over 60 years ago and making it more modern and, and have a look behind it. But some of the people involved um, in the project um, are two of the surviving cast members of The Cage, director Bob Butler and Sandy Gimple, who played the Telosian. Also helping are Sean Kinney, who played Pike in The Menagerie, and Chris Hunter, some of the original oh, wow. Captain Pike, Jeffrey Hunter. So those are all the people who are helping with this. And you can go to YouTube and check out the Roddenberry Archive of The Cage. It's a really neat video. Um, and it shows that and there's another video. Um, uh, it shows his behind the scenes legacy in general um, nice. right there. So it's going to be the idea of being they'll use it as such as a VR, AR type display. Okay. Yeah. You know? So it's going to be like a virtual reality. So you yeah. put the glasses on and you're there. Yeah. Kind of thing. But they're also, but also to have it, you know, modernized so nothing happens to it. You know, so it's digitally stored. So if anything happened to the original films, we That's still good. have something there. Okay. So it's going to be very cool. So Triple D, Roddenberry Archive, the fact that the Roddenberry State is developing this, what's your thoughts? What do you take? What's your take on fucking, this? Fucking awesome. <laughs> it's, just, it's just great because it, it just goes to show you something that happened almost, what, 70 years ago? It's yeah. still like, is it's just as popular as ever. And and people are just are and they're just so intrigued you know that that they want to be there and they want to experience it i mean the cage itself as a pilot it flopped mm-hmm. now you know you know now now it's, it's heralded is like a great episode of star trek now mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a piece of great sci-fi it's 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 just amazing how the tables have turned and how people just are just so intrigued with it and I love to. I would love to go check it out. Where, where, where's the Roddenberry? Where is that? Is that in California? They didn't say. <coughs> they did not say as far as that goes. Um, where it, they just call it the, the Gene Roddenberry State, and they, they didn't say where it's going to be at. So, um, 
And so it's it's uh I don't think it's a physical place as more as it's like oh, really? they're they're doing these things oh, okay. in, in collaboration with, with Oh, that. I see. So, I got you, yeah. So Well that's that's smart too though. I mean, because yeah. you don't have to have a, a building, you don't have to pay staff, you don't have to pay taxes on it. It's something that right. somebody can go online and check it out and experience it. So. Exactly. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, Star Trek Picard, um, in case you don't know, season two has ended. Uh, we will talk about that next week. Um, but if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Go mm-hmm. watch. The end was amazing. It I was, mean, somebody texted I, somebody and said that they cried about it. <laughs> I was also I was also really high, too. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but still, uh, because you got to understand, that that ending itself, you're talking about that's almost 30, 30 years in the making. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how they framed everything up from the beginning and then to the end. And yeah. you saw the real those two, and you're just like mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 just beginning to get emotional just thinking about it yeah. because because as a as a fan and I love Q. Right. Q is one of my favorite characters, and it's just amazing, you know. Yeah, what it really happened. is. And then, then also too to see Picard finally find happiness as well. So, spoiler alert. minor spoiler. Alert. Well, minor. I didn't say minor. I didn't say happiness with who he just found mm-hmm. happiness. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, and to me, the last two episodes saved everything else. It was getting to be a little bit of a slog through this season. I, I say. I told you. I told you. You know, it was, you know, let's be honest, it was it was good sci-fi, not necessarily Star Trek, but then those last two episodes really, you know, put it to that next level. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, you know, so I got a text say that they cried uh, from somebody. I'm not saying who. Um, but when I watched it, and then I watched, I, I watched it, and then I watched it again with my son, because I was telling him about it, he goes, okay. So we sat down the other night, we, we watched both episodes, and at the end of, this, of the last episode, um, you were crying, well, and him too. Yeah. Him yeah, too, because he's a T. He's a TNG guy. He's exactly. a TNG, guy. and he exactly. loves he loves Q. He says, right. and I said, you realize Q's only been in like under thirty episodes of of Star Trek. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah. I was like, but he was just so memorable, and everything he did is yeah. like awesome. And I loved it, and I was like, yeah. I said, but you know, and so he watched. He he cried a little bit, you know, which he's not necessarily an emotional kid that when it comes to that, but he kind of. It got him a little bit too. So yeah, it is a good like sit through it, stay fast, get to those last two episodes. Those last two episodes made it worth it to watch at the end. Really, it's a it's really well done at the end there. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're checking that out. Um, and we're gonna talk about that next week. But yes, we now will. that season two is over, season three is already in production and it's that going crazy. They showed a picture of the set of the ship and uh, Terry uh Matalas, who's the showrunner uh, for the final chapter of Picard, he drops a uh, w- what looks like you know the uh, ship design, and somebody says, "So does this mean the Stargazer is part of season three? And he says, "That's not the Stargazer." So the Stargazer is not going to be Picard's ship in season three. I know but, what, I know what ship it's going to be. Oh, it's like it's it's that's it's got to be the Enterprise. No, that's the thing. The The design that they have, that the guy posted, it is not the same shit. And so I'm... So you, so you mean tell me it's not the Enterprise. It might, it's not the it's, Stargazer. 
I don't know what it's going to be, but there's no yeah. way it's because remember this is Enterprise F, right? Would be this time because it's not the E. So no, I, so Enterprise F. That's I think in, in in the books. I think Worf is the captain of the Enterprise. Right, F. and and then uh, some other books Data is, and mm-hmm. then um, and another one an Endorian is in the Star Trek Online. So oh yeah, yeah. Endorian, yeah. Right, so you know that's mm-hmm. the whole thing is who's who's doing what. So that's I'll be interested to see what ship it is. Maybe it is the Enterprise. Maybe they're just changing things. Is uh, you know, uh, and then there's another little hint. Um, it says Data is dead, like thoroughly. They've killed him twice. Brett Spiner will be starring in. Did they finally? They finally killed Data. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This but is, they this haven't is, killed the soon characters yet. Right, but here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. Let me let me say. Guy says Data is dead. Like thoroughly, they've killed him twice. Brett Spiner will be starring in Star Trek: Picard season three. Therefore, Brett Spiner will be either playing yet a yet another soon, or B. Lore is the antagonist in season three. Let's hope B. Terry Metalis, the showrunner, says or C. So neither of those two are it. There's a third option because going oh back gosh. to your meme of Brett Spiner, and we could tap so many soons into this or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that meme. Yeah. It, it's got to be B4 then. It's got to be B4. Maybe. You know, we'll see. That, that's uh, because because in, 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 the, in the books, they were able to load up uh, data into, into, into B4. Right. And he, could, so, he somewhat came back, but not quite completely. Not, yeah, I know. He wasn't completely back. Yeah. Start, from, what I, from what I read. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so then somebody else asks him, Hey, do we get to see Laris and Jean-Luc together in season three? And Matalas says, yes, but dot, 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 and leaves it as that. So there's some- You gave it away now. You gave it away. I I didn't give it away. I didn't didn't say anything. Oh, all right. I didn't say, that just, they just, yeah, if you've seen some of it, you just gave it away by- Yeah, see? Um, I'm a a fucking heel anyway, so fuck (laughs) it. Oh, oh my goodness! My so yeah, so so the so the showrunner is already dropping some hints for season three uh, about that. So Triple D, how do you feel don't... about this? The the hints being dropped. Like I mean, I, I can't wait to see it. I just I just hope they don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything does sound interesting. I just I, I'm just what soon character are they gonna cram in a Brent Spiner now? Because, uh, who knows? I mean, I, I think Brent Spiner is the only. Is the well the only actor to play in like Enterprise and like all the Star Trek, basically. Yeah, almost. Except, yeah. For, except for original series, yeah. Except for TOS, basically. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's, he's he's been in everything else. Yeah, TG was he was he in Voyager? No, oh no, he no no, but he was in in Deep Space Nine. He was in Deep Space Nine. There was a, there was, a thing was in the beginning. Bashir and him yep. had that conversation. And he was in and he was in Enterprise. In Enterprise. Yep. Yeah. Was he? Wasn't in Discovery. No, I wasn't in Discovery. No, no I wasn't in Discovery. No. So, all right. So, uh, by the way, uh, if you haven't watched Strange New World, uh, Celia Rose Gooding as uh, Cadet Uhura, very also very spot on. Does a great mm-hmm. job with that. But this is one. This is a new story. I know you're going to love. Uh, apparently, Star Trek producers fought over which new shows get to bring back Wesley Crusher. Oh, he's a bitch. <laughs> Such a bitch. 
so apparently wow. Paramount released a Wesley Crusher's return video feature. Also included the Reading Room. Um, so yeah, apparently uh, different shows um, have posted of how they want him back. Um, and um, it says uh, Avika Goldsman. And then this really funny thing happened. For the first time so far in Star Trek Universe, people went to war over a character. Alex Kurtman. Oh the one God. thing that pretty much everybody wanted was to figure out a way to bring Wesley back to their own individual shows. So it was a bit of a fighting a fight to bring him back. Who, um, who wants him? He sucks, okay? Avika <laughs> yeah. Goldman, we're using Wesley. And I was like, but we want Wesley here. He's the next-gen character. We're already using him. Well, we can use him, too. Well, no, it's not it's like Wesley Crusher was the bell of the ball, but obviously bringing him back to, for a certain show was necessary because he had to return. Oh my God. Uh, he's got, yeah. And so he's oh, got, wait, he's got wait. changed. He's got to change the channel. He, that's what he's got. Right. Okay. Well here, would you like to hear his response? Yeah, let's hear his response. Okay. So here's his response following hearing about this from the article. I had no idea the showrunners of the different Star Trek shows were fighting over who could write Wesley into their story. It just feels like such a huge validation and huge win for Wesley, for me, oh, for all the other kids who were weird and seemed awkward, or any oh, other qualities we had in common that made him important to us. And as long as I have your attention, I feel seen and celebrated right now in a way I never have before. I feel like it is a personal way. Uh, it's like it's personal in a way that is brand new, that belongs to me because it is a gift that was given to me. I don't know who all the people were at every step of the way, who made Wesley's return to Star Trek canon happen, but I'm grateful to all of them for making this happen. I am so grateful to everyone who has celebrated me and Wesley. It feels really good and it means a lot to me. So what a bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. He's a jerk off. Okay. God, all right. Wesley fucking insignificant character. Sucks. Sucks. Where's Worf? Okay, Worf. <laughs> Warp is the fucking character everyone wants to see. He's coming season three. He's season three. Well, it's, too, it's been why? Okay, he should have been there before fucking Wesley Crusher was. Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! I I picked that one on purpose. You me. love it. I do. <laughs> you love it. I do. I'm such a dick friend, but I don't. So I know, man. Somebody, somebody's gonna clip that and probably post that to Wesley Crusher's timeline. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> oh my god, that, that, that oh, man. Uh, if you haven't seen the premiere of Strange New Worlds, you can go to YouTube and you can watch it for free. Um, uh, Paramount has um, what they've done is they have put the full episode um, on YouTube in their Paramount Plus page. Um, so you can go check that out if you don't have Paramount Plus, if you want to see what Strange New Worlds looks like, what we've been talking about. Um, and then you can, um, by the way, the cost for Paramount Plus is stupid cheap. Go go get it if you like yeah. it. It's worth it to watch again, see some of these shows. Um, so go check those out. Uh, all right, one more thing before we, we get into the main Hold point. Hold on, wait, wait, um, wait. I won't even, John, I will say this though. All right. Seeing him as, as a traveler, that was kind of cool, but he's still a bitch though. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Whatever. Like, I'm, I'm a fucking heel. You are a fucking heel. All <laughs> right. Heel. All right. So the second wave of Super 7 Star Trek TNG figures fills out the Kieran Edge Q and Armas. So uh, last year, you know, Toymaker Super 7 launched the first wave 
of the 3.75 figures. Um, and so they've, they've come out with uh, their second set. Um, and the this year's wave has six new figures. You've got uh, Counselor Troy, Commander Riker, Dr. Crusher, Lieutenant Commander LaForge, Q, and Armas. Um, if you're not remember who Armas is, it's the um, uh, it's the blobby oil creature that killed Tasha Yar. So yep. everybody needs to get an Armas and be thankful for him. And, and, and <laughs> hey, come on, I, I hey. like Tasha Yar. Ah, like uh, don't give me that. You're the one you're talking about talking shit about that. No, no, yeah. no I never talked mm. about Tasha Yar. No, well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I just like. I get the reason why, like, Denise Crosby kind of got a little pissed because most of the episode, she's just standing behind, you know, Picard's chair and be mm-hmm. like, Shields, Captain, Ray Shields. And I guess she, she she didn't do much. And then the couple episodes that she did do, like the one where she got kidnapped by the African tribe where it was like, oh, yeah. that was like really racist as fuck. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> and I get the reason why she got mad. But, you know, it was a shame because I thought they probably that they that they could have done a lot with her, you know. She mm-hmm. had a lot of range as an actress, but mm-hmm. but she left Star Trek and well, she didn't do it all that well. So. Oh, well. oh well, oh well. But you know what though? She goes to conventions though. She's yeah. a draw. She's a draw. Yeah. So it says. Uh, so in case you don't remember, last year's first wave: Captain Picard, Worf, Data, Wesley Crusher, Guided, and a board drone. Um, those are available at Super Seven um you can uh there these figures are priced at $18 a piece um or you can order uh it says no each trek tng reaction figure is priced at $18 you can order figures individually or as a set at super7.com or entertainment earth and they should be um available let's see if they give a date um hmm. They do not give a date, but I'm sure if you go to Super Seven's website, um, they will they will tell you when they're available. But these are kind of more in the Kenner Galoob type looking action figures, so they're not incredibly detailed. They're a little bit softer, a little bit more kitty. Like the Q kind of looks like a Picard wearing a Q outfit a little bit, <laughs> like in the face, you know. That's and, nice. Uh, yeah, nice. and yeah, so it's pretty funny. And, the, and but you know, it's still pretty cool. So, uh, Triple D, uh, I mean, is this something that you think is, is good, or do we do we need Paramount to kind of step in here and be like, all right, look, let's get all of our shit together as far as merchandising goes. Let's let's kind of clean this up because you know we have this figure, we have a different yeah. type of figure. There's a, there's their their merchandising is kind of all over the place. Yeah, you know? Star Trek merchandise has always has always sucked the day. Mm-hmm. They've never done well with with merchandising. They did well with merchandising when it was under Playmates, when Playmates had the exclusive deal. Mm-hmm. You know, and that I think Paramount needs to step in. They need to have one company produce all their figures and do it because that's how Star Wars did it with Kenner back in the day. Right. What happened, you know, Kenner got the contract. They made Star Wars exclusive stuff and the toy line just soared. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like Star Trek. They had Nego and three other different companies do it, and it just came out like dog shit. So yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's time for Paramount to basically, you know, 
you know, clean up their house a little bit when it comes to the toys because right. they can make a lot of money off the toys because obviously, obviously they can market, you know, like Stamets and Colburn, they can market that to the LBGTQ community. But like, let's, you mm-hmm. know, we have, you know, really like one of the first ever like gays, gay couple in sci-fi you can, that, you know, right. And even like the Burnham dolls and stuff like that, you know, to like younger girls who, who dream aspire to like be captains and to be leaders, you know, they can definitely do stuff like that where they can do the marketing, but they have to get, they have to, they have to step it up. They need to get one company and need to have one thing. Having three different companies or four different companies release like limited edition figures or this company release like tenor style figures. Mm-hmm. No one figure, you know, one like one mold and everything else and just go from there and market the fuck out of it. Right. Yeah. So it looks like I'm looking at the Super 7 website. It looks like that they are uh, they're selling the second wave. Um, uh, so they're available now. It looks like uh, $100, $108 for the set of six or $18. See, that's so, a lot of money for that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't bought action figures in like 20 years, but back when I was buying that, they were like eight to like $12 at the most. So mm. 18 is, it's a little pricey, you know, especially now with, and, and I get it, you got costs and everything else, but still that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And you look at what Star Wars, but I mean, again, these are collectibles. These are intended to be, you know, not out of the box. Uh, apparently wave three is coming, which is going to include uh, elementary deer data. So okay. you're going to have uh Victorian, <laughs> you know, the data and Jordy as, as uh, Sherlock and, Sherlock Holmes, and, and yeah. Watson, and then Victorian Wharf and Picard. So, uh, you know, <laughs> I am not a merry man. <laughs> no, that would do that. You know, that Robin Hood one was hilarious. That, that was, you know, so, yeah, it was, it was a cute episode again. Um, so yeah, so if you are looking for that, this is an option for you. Um, but like I said, there's so many things out there right now. Um, really at Paramount, if you're listening, please just get control of this stuff and consolidate it. $18 for a figure. Why Star Trek? Star Wars way more collectible because all their stuff is under one place, and you go to Walmart and get a figure for five bucks, and then eventually you can sell it for ten or fifteen. You know, it, yeah. you know, yeah. you get the black label. Yeah, they have the black label stuff, and they have this, that, and the other. But you can get affordable prices for these things. I know this is intended to be, you know, these, you know, idea of it's a collectible, but part of the fun of a collectible, like collecting baseball cards. You get a baseball card, you pay what twenty five cents for it or whatever, and then yeah. the next thing you know, it's worth a dollar fifty. You know, that's the whole fun of the card. It's exactly yeah. in- easy entry, and you're not doing your fans any favor and, and collectibles any favors by pricing them at eighteen dollars per. Exactly. Figure. You know, yeah. if you want them to be collectible, if you want people to buy them and buy your merchandise for your very popular worldwide brand, make yeah. it affordable for the fans. That's how collections work. And then, yeah. you know, you're because you're already obviously they're $18 because they're on a limited run. You know, that's the only reason why they're not going to be mass produced. That's my thought process. It's got to be that. Yeah. But that if, that, if that's the case, you're already pricing people out of it who want, who want like, I'm not going to buy one of these figures for 18 bucks. I'm, I'm probably not going to buy, I'm not going to buy a figure either. No. I, I'd rather, 
I'd rather pay the thirty forty dollars to buy like an Eagle diecast Moss. model. Yeah. Like, yeah, an Eagle Moth ship. Yeah, I mean that's to me yeah. like like to me if you want to do the toys correctly, have like Eagle Moss or, or I mean I, and, and 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 I'm sure this company does a great job, but you know, are they big enough to handle? You know, if Paramount was to go to them like, listen, I want you to mass produce all the figures. Right. So I mean that's. So, so you have to look at that. So we'll see. You never know. Yeah. You know. Who knows? So, you know, that's, that's our news for this week that we've got um, uh, for, for going on there. So it's, uh, it's been a big deal. But now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to look for nuclear vessels. Um, <laughs> nuclear oh. vessels. Nuclear, nuclear vessels. vessels. Yeah. We're looking for the, the the base in Alameda. Alameda. Yeah, Alameda. where is that? Yeah. In Alameda. I think it's across the bay in Alameda. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's what I said. <laughs> Alameda. Alameda. Yeah. Alameda. Yeah. It, double, double dumbass on you too. <laughs> yes, Captain. This is the time for one of those colorful metaphors. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, if you haven't figured it out by now, it is time for us to talk Star Trek for the voyage home. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, what's wrong with you? It is exactly. one of the better Star Treks that are out there. Yes, yes, uh, yes. But let's first call for our black alerts. <laughs> and here we go. It is uh, time to talk. Uh, the One of the best. Uh, I would put this in the top three as far as oh, yeah. you know, movies yeah. go. Like for me, I think it's got to be Khan, Undiscovered Country, than this. You know, which is a hard call. It's a my hard list, call. My, my list, it's... Ah, uh, it's tough because it's like Undiscovered Country. Uh, it's like Undiscovered Country 1A, Con 1B, Motion Picture, and Star Trek 4. <laughs> you just trying to change the show. All these are number one. All these are just, number one. Yeah, come on, come on. You got to pick. You got to pick. I'm such a pussy. I'm such a pussy. I, mean, I just got yeah. out. Yeah, that is a cop out. Uh, all right. Out. But, you know, uh, if, if you haven't uh, seen this movie, one, this is the second of Leonard Nimoy directed movies. Yes. Um, he directed three, The Search mm-hmm. for Spock, and now he's following up with four. So if you really think about it, he's telling one large story. You yes. know, it, this is, it, it just flows. Really, if you think about it, two, three, and four are one really large story, um, which he didn't direct to. Um, but um, did Nick? That was uh, well. I actually, actually, John, you could say two, three, four, and five are kind of all similar because five yeah. takes place right after, right after they get on the new Enterprise A. True. So, but I mean, we don't want to talk about Star Trek Five. No, that's... no. It's like people don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Star Trek. Oh, 5. Star Trek Five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, you think of this as a long, a long trilogy, a really big story, big tapestry uh, of yeah. this, and this is this is the end of that trilogy of two, three, and four, really. Um, so uh, if you if you haven't seen three, at the end of three, Spock's Katra, his soul gets brought back to his body, which was regrown on Genesis. Uh, Doctor, you know, Doctor McCoy had it. He successfully <laughs> put it in. Which oh, Pete Grumpy McCoy. Oh, oh my, my god, Lord. that was that was. <laughs> that. That, that green blooded bastard. Yeah, it was just it was his last attempt to get over on me of all his arguments he lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, just 
just classic. So, so, dude, DeForest Kelly, the grumpiest old man. Oh, uh, I love it. He's oh, awesome. It's great. So, but so we pick up directly from there. Uh, they've taken the Klingon ship. They're on Vulcan. Um, they're talking about coming back. Uh, but first, before that, I'm sorry. We have this giant probe, a long cylindrical shape coming through Federation space, drops a probe, and the signal is so powerful that it takes out ships uh, in its path. Um, I We don't know if it's, it's malevolent or not. We just know that it drops this probe, and then when it does, power is just destroyed in yeah. these ships. I mean, like, I'm talking, they're running on batteries. Not even auxiliary power is being able to, like, it is as minimal as power as you can have. Signals are barely able to get out. Um, it is just wreaking havoc across the system yeah. as it comes through, and it's headed for Earth. Um, and, and we see just some of the, the, the havoc it reaches and it gets to earth, messes with the, the weather and, you know, earth is just struggling with this, but all safe on Vulcan is the crew of the enterprise and their brand new bird of prey that they miss bounty. Yeah. They miss bounty that they've rebranded. They've fixed up a little bit, made it a little bit more friendly for humans, uh, to use. Um, and, uh, you see Kirk taking a vote amongst all the crew and they've all agreed to go back on the Klingon ship to, yep. to Earth. <laughs> and, um, and, and we see in the distance a, a figure and that figure is Spock. Um, and we see him going back and he's taking a test on three different computers and, you know, some is verbal and some is typing and he's just nailing it all. And it ends with a question that he can't answer. It says, how do you feel? How do because, you feel? Because his whole training and everything up to this point has been in Vulcan. And so he's taken a very logical aspect with everything. And uh, his mom is there, uh, Amanda. And she's like, you know, what's the, what's the problem? He goes, the computer asks how I feel. And she goes, well, he knows you're, you're part human. And so uh, that's, that's a question. And he doesn't. So he's basically having to relearn everything, including yeah. his humanity that he mm-hmm. had. And so up until this point, he's been Vulcan and he's been trained in Vulcan and logic and things along those lines. And so we get, this is, I would say, the purest Spock we've seen in the longest time. Oh, yeah. Time. You know, yeah, this is, um, yeah, this is pure Spock. It's, it's, it's pure in the sense of no emotion, no this, that, or the other. You know, doesn't call, you know, Kirk Jim, called Captain. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, Jim, you know, like Jim. Admiral. Yeah, Admiral. Admiral. Yeah, because yeah, Jim. It's it's Jim. Yeah, Jim. You used to call me Jim. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, and then uh, you know, we we just kind of you know see some things happen, and and you really, uh, you know, I think a, a sub story for this movie is Spock learning how to be human and yeah. learn who he is again. And by the end, we see that you know we see his his growth in humanity to where. You know, he stands with his friends at the end. He, he, you know, and he tells his dad, you know, any, any messages you wish to convey to your mother before I go back? He goes, tell her I feel fine. And his father gives him this look, but then, okay, I'll, I'll tell her. Yeah, and exactly, yeah. And, and we, he's come full circle. He's, this experience has helped him, um, you know, come along to where he's gone from the Spock that is a pure Spock that is, you know, Vulcan only to where, okay, this is the Leonard Nimoy that we knew and loved, and he's grown into this thing. And, of course, it makes for the most awkward and funny moments. Oh, my God. 
you know, um, and, 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 and oh, so, you know, that's that's the one fun underlying theme. Of course, the big theme is this probe is destroying Earth, sending this message out. They have no way to respond to it. Um, they figured out it's uh, humpback whales that were responding, but they're extinct. And so they had. So what Kirk and them do is they figure out we've got to travel back in time, which, mm-hmm. again, if you've seen Star Trek Picard is referenced. Um, yeah. Um, you, 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 uh, they decide they're going to slingshot, which again is an original, original series, uh, reference. So they slingshot around the sun to travel back in time and they do that. And they end up in what we would at the time was modern, you know, 19 late eighties, early nineties, you know, San Francisco, Mm -hmm. um, because they go to San Francisco because that's where they know it's San Francisco. Uh, Sulu says he was born in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, you know, they all know San Francisco because of um, because of Starfleet Star Academy Flight. and the headquarters and the academy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they land in San Francisco and they begin looking for humpback whales. And of course, you're you have people who are hundreds of years in the future and a society that has no money, and you're in the in prime eighties, nineties, you know, oh uh, capitalism, um, yeah. and trying to figure things oh out. My God. You know, um, it's it's uh, um, it's epic. It's epic. You know, just the classic fish out of water story, um, yep. and it just done so well because it's in this instance, it's not just Spock; it's all of them. They're it's all of them. Yeah. All out of water. They're all fishes out of water. Even yeah. though they like to think they they know what they're doing. The I mean, you have like we like you reference uh, as they're walking across. You know, they don't understand how the lights work, and so they sit out in front of a car. And guy calls, you know, Captain Kirk a dumbass. He goes, "Well, dumbass. double dumbass on dumbass you." On you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it makes no sense. It's funny because it's like, "Well, double dumbass on you," and it's yeah. like, okay. And Spock asks the questions about, you know, Captain. I seem to notice the use of, um, and he goes, "Colorful metaphors." He's like, "Yes, colorful metaphors." Um, and like, so then Spock is trying to figure out when to use them and, and <laughs> like you know it's like trying to teach a four-year-old when it's okay to curse yeah, and, you know they exactly, don't know how yeah. to use that and they, oh, they use it the wrong times and the you know you you have you know them when so in one of the in before they leave um captain kirk is given a pair of glasses by by uh our admiral kirk is given a pair of glasses by bones because yeah. he, he can't he's allergic to retinox which is what they would use to fix his eyesight so he gives them an antique pair of glasses and so they need money. They're like, oh, they see a newspaper in the box and that, oh, they need money. So he goes to an AT store oh, yeah. and he sells the glasses and, and Spock is like, oh, Admiral, in that, you know, president says, yes, and the ingredients have given it to me again. Maybe this is how it started. You know, and he goes, and the guy gives him $100. He goes, is that a lot? You know, like, is that a lot? Like the way he does that, like, <laughs> like he leads in and gives that little smile, like, is that a lot? Like, because he has oh no God. concept of how yes, much he has. No idea, yeah. No concept of it. Oh and so, God, it um, so then he's passing out and he tells them before they go in, he's like, Break up, you look like a cadet review. And they're just standing there, they kind of muddle around, but they don't know what to do. <laughs> so they're just kind of still, and he's just like, Whatever. And yeah. so, and, and Kirk is trying to be like, Oh, I know the century, I'm fine. But even he is out of sorts a little bit. He's, he, out of sorts, yeah. he's a fish out of water. And, um, yeah. You know, they divided the teams. You know, uh, one team is looking for the nuclear vessel so that they can get the atomic energy yeah. oh to recharge God. the dilithium crystals. Uh, you got Sulu and Scott who are going for tra- the transparent aluminum. 
And then no, it, got, was, no it was uh, it was uh, uh, Scotty and Dr. McCoy. Uh, Scotty and Dr. McCoy, that's right. Yeah, Sulu got the helicopter. Sulu got the helicopter. Yeah, but he was kind of with them, so it was like all three. Yeah, of he was them. kind of with them. Yeah, all three. Of yeah, because so, it was Chekhov and Uhura who went for the nuclear vessels. Yeah. Um, which then <laughs> immediately they're in, they're just in the street going, "Hey, can you tell me how to get to Alameda?" Because they look at his phone book and it's like, "Okay, so you guys never been Alameda. How do you get to Alameda?" And they look like so, and then somebody's like, "They're they're just asking on the street," and this cop is just staring at them like. <laughs> Are you, are you serious? You're like, what the fuck is going on right now? This fucking then, Russian guy. Yeah. Tommy wants to know where the nuclear. Yeah. And then just, <laughs> with, and it's the classic police officer's got motorcycle helmet, you know, tight things, and just the Ray Bans. And like at one point, they talked to a woman. She goes, oh, I don't know. I think it's across the bay in Alameda. She goes, that's what I said. I mean, I, where's yeah, Alameda? Like, you know, where's where Alameda? Yeah. You know, you have no clue. I mean, eventually you yeah. figure out they find out where, but like, you don't know how. And then, uh, Kirk and Spock are trying to, you know, Spock is, well, if I triangulate the signal from here, and he's looking at the map of San Francisco, and <laughs> Captain Kirk says, sees, you know, I think she's George and Gracie. <laughs> George and Gracie on the bus, and it's like, you know, I think we're going to find what we need, the Sausalito Sanitation, or whatever. Sausalito Crustacean Center, yeah. Crustacean. Yeah, Cetacean Center, or whatever. Cetacean, you know? yeah. And, uh, and he's like, huh. It's just an elementary get, you know, and they get on the bus. And now, again, another... What does exact change mean? Yeah, what does exact change mean? Exactly. They get off the bus because they didn't have exact change to ride the bus fare. And so then we see another moment here that's referenced in Picard. Um, as they're on the bus going to this uh, place, you have this punk rocker with the big, you know, yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, And he's, like, rocking out, and they ask him to turn it down, and he flips them off. And so then Spock goes over, does the Vulcan pinch, and he passes out, and you know his his boombox goes off, and he is night night for a while, and uh, you know uh, everybody starts clapping for Spock, and Kirk, you know, does too, like, <laughs> and then uh, in Picard later we see that reference in yeah. episode two or three where like. I think it was uh, seven of nine asked him to turn it down. He goes, okay, man, I'm just sorry. I like, I, I like, I really like the fight. This is the same guy. Yeah, same guy. Yeah. Same guy. He got the punk. Still, still with the mohawk. Like, oh my still god. Still with the yeah. mohawk with the leather. He got the the, cha- the thing around his neck. He's got a beard now. But like, yeah, it's the same character, same actor, and everything. Yeah. And he's right. just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, just, I really like that song. It gets me pumped up. You know. I'll turn it down on my back. Like, so he's learning manners <laughs> on the bus. Because he, he remembered. He remembered. Yeah. Yeah, when someone asked me to turn it down, oh shit, you know. So, yeah. uh, and so they they get to the place we meet. Um, uh, I don't. She's not Carol. Mar- um, oh, the 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 cetacean um, lady who who. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh shoot! I know. Uh, uh, hold on, let me see. As I'm using my phone for this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was '86 is when 86. it was released. Um, da, 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 da. Star Trek. Oh, I I got it. Catherine Hicks, Doctor yeah. Jillian. Um, oh, Jillian, what's her face? Um, Jillian. Uh, what, what was? She played in Seventh Heaven later as the mom. That that um, is. Uh, also, too, do. You, so did Captain Decker. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. That, that, that is something. Uh, Jillian. Uh, her name was Jillian. That was her first name. And that's kind of more how they yeah, did it. Yeah. 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 Captain. Yeah. It's just Jillian. Dr. Yeah. Yeah, Jillian. Dr. Jillian. I think she had Dr. a last name, but 
but it was Jillian. And so we we meet them. Um, we meet her, and she's very passionate about the whale. She's giving the tour. And at some point, Spock ends up in the water to mind meld with the... <laughs> he just disrobes. And then the next thing you know, Kirk is like going, what the fuck? Yeah, he's, he's, he's freaking out. Like, he's freaking classic, out. He's like, oh my God, what are you doing? Classic Shatner just with the classic facial expressions. Shatner. Oh my God. Oh my God. And he minds melt, mind melts with the, uh, with the whale. And, you know, come out and she's pissed and... You know, um, and of course, Kurt, uh, uh, Spock lets out a, a few things that he wasn't supposed the to. Colorful metaphors. Well, not even that. Just like and oh, these yeah. are to do with as we please, and you know, referencing you know some stuff that's like uh, not in front of the civilian kind of thing. But um, we, they, their goal is to get her on their side because you know, yeah, she's a part of the the whole thing, and uh, <laughs> we see them walking. Uh, back to the uh, ship as they're starting to walk, um, and she pulls up, and uh, the but the the whole truck ride there was interesting. Oh my god! You was, know, he mentions about like, being pregnant and Grace yeah. being pregnant, and like slams on the brake. Yeah. He did he too much LDS. Did too much LDS. LDS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was LDS. Oh, he, did, he dropped too. He did too yeah. Couldn't even, yeah, Berkeley couldn't even really get LSD right or anything like that. Yeah. Kirk, think, he just he just copied. He just got that big dick energy, like he knows this era, and he's like, yeah, he big energy. Yeah, too much L- like, LDS at uh, Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. Then oh. he's like, Captain, is this time for a colorful metaphor? Yeah, Admiral's <laughs> metaphor. No, 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 yeah. And then, oh, uh, yeah. Just, wait a minute. Do you, do you like Italian? Yes. No. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. No. Oh, yeah, I love it in Tennessee. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and then they end up dropping oh, over yeah. the park instead, and then yeah, you know, uh, he'll wander around, you know. And then he'll they go to wander. yeah, and so you know, the the meal with Italian when she gives more information that you know all that. We also have the classic scene where uh, while Mr. Scott, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Scott, and both. Uh, while while Sulu was talking to the guy about the helicopter um, and, and getting that situated, Mr. Scott and uh, Bones are work, are talking to a guy that is working with like Lexan and you know some other like plastic clear materials, and uh, they want to give him the formula for transparent aluminum. They try to explain it to him, so he says, "Why don't you show me on the computer?" And so Scotty sits down and goes, "Like hello, computer." Hello computer. computer. Hello computer. <laughs> and and like and then he picks up the mouse as in the, like Bones gives him <laughs> the mouse as there's like a microphone. He goes, Hello, computer. And you know <laughs> it's just like the guy finally goes, just use the keyboard. Like he's like, Oh, okay, yeah, because they have the guys. Yeah, how quaint a keyboard, how quaint. And you see him crack his knuckles just like yeah. and uh the, they're they're under the guys that um that uh uh Scotty is a famous professor from Scotland of engineering, yeah. and Doctor Doctor Scott from from yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, Bones is his assistant. He's I didn't, <laughs> he didn't he didn't come millions of miles, thousands thousands of miles, you know. <laughs> and so then we got Scotty cracking his knuckles to use the yeah. quaint keyboard computer, and he types all these things. We see him like over fisting and just all this kind of stuff, and types yeah. up transparent aluminum and. Like, are we changing the future? He goes, how do we know he didn't invent the bloody thing? You know, and so we see them kind of using 
the materials of the time to get transparent aluminum, uh, which they're going to use to build the um, the tank for the whales. Um, and, uh, you know, so Jillian just, she continues, uh, Kirk comes back. She sees something funny happen uh, with Kirk when he gets there, which is the flash of the transporter. Yeah. Being him up because the ship is in Golden Gate Park, uh, but it's cloaked because it's a Klingon vessel. And the only things you could tell are the indentions in the grass. And that's yeah, funny. Which is, you know, yeah. it's funny. Um, so, uh, like, there's a scene later on where the ship is kind of taking off, and there's some garbage men, and they're like, did you see that? No, I didn't see nothing. You didn't either. You didn't, see, like, you didn't see shit. You didn't see shit. And they get the, the, they get the, the garbage truck and take off. Um, and, but, um, you know, so... It's just a fun story. They they get to the point yeah. where they the uh, Jillian finally tells them that they kind of went behind her back uh, on the on the uh, whales. On the whales, yeah. And so she runs. She knows that there's something fishy about where Captain Kirk is in Golden Gate Park. She gets there. They're lowering the transparent aluminum into the ship, the ship. which is cloaked. And so uh, she calls her Captain Kirk, and she tells him the radio frequency, and he's getting ready to beam away, and she jumps on. And it's like, surprise, and off they go. Um, and then it's now a race between um, George and Grace to be in the ocean, and we see whalers. Um, yeah. Mind you, they're in Alaska, but those guys were Norwegian. Um, yeah. You know, those were Norwegian whalers. Um, and they have the harpoon boat, and, you know, we see, they find George and Gracie. We see that they're pushing it, you know, on the ship to get there. In time, we see they come into this incredible dive, um, and the whalers are about to shoot Georgia Gracie. I don't know which one was which. Um, and as they they fire, all of a sudden the harpoon hits and makes makes a clanging noise, and the Klingon ship decloaks you know, over Georgia Gracie, and the whalers are like, "What the fuck?" And just <laughs> what? Oh my god, we gotta yeah. get the fuck out of here, man! <laughs> yeah, they they just ditch everything. They just start ringing the bell and slamming the turn. And they are just getting the F out of there. And so, uh, and then beam up Georgia Gracie, off they go. Um, and, and we get another funny moment where um, Spock is tasked with determining their vector back. And he says, I'm going to have to guess. And Kirk goes, you guess? And, oh and like, yeah. And then it's like, um, and of course, uh, Bones is right there kind of giggling too. And he goes, I don't understand. He goes, what I think he means is he's more confident in, in your guess than most people's answers. And it's a, a, a you guess it's extraordinary, you know? Uh, and so, but we see that kind of moment where Spock is starting to come back and be yeah. that thing. He's starting to kind of get into everything a little bit, mm -hmm. under remembering who he is as a person and the, the, the jovialness of everything. And uh, so uh, he, he puts the vectors in, they come back. They they return right as their signals went bad went bad as uh uh was it Admiral Stockton was that was um uh the guy who eventually would play um Cisco's dad um uh Admiral Cartwright Cartwright that's right Cartwright uh Admiral Cartwright you know screaming get them back get them back which is uh Brock Peters that's right as Admiral yeah, Cartwright Brock Peters yeah um he uh he is screaming, get them back, which is what happened when they left because they lost the signal and they come right back at them. And there's that shattering of the glass and the water, the rain is pouring in and they can see over to Cisco Bay over by the bridge, a, 
uh, you know, Klingon vertebrae coming in, and there's no power. Sulu's having to find her blind and just work her way in. They get by, you know, Golden Gate um, Bridge. They land in the water, and of course, they can't just release. It's got to be a struggle. Kirk has to be heroic, go in. Yeah. And he manually releases the whales, who then communicate and save the day. And then, of course, the crew is having a good old time swimming in San Francisco Bay because it's now nice and clean. You know, it's no longer the San Francisco Bay. Oh, and by the way, if you've ever been to San Francisco, San Francisco Bay, it is fucking cold year-round. You wouldn't want to be in that water no matter what. There's no way they were in San Francisco Bay. No uh, way. Jumping in the water going, no, no, no. No, that was, as I told you, as I I said before we started the show, (laughs) we're talking about that. That's actually where where they shot all those, like, San Francisco Bay scenes, like the water and stuff. That's actually a pool that was in, that was an old pool that was rolled over to be a parking lot at Paramount Studios. And they just dug out the parking lot and, they, and then made it a pool again. Yeah. So so that's where they shot those scenes. Yeah. Actually, exactly. uh, it was uh, Leonard Nimoy that actually found that he was looking over some of the old plans. So. Yeah. And which, you know, uh, they needed it and it worked out. But there's no way you're in San Francisco just frolicking uh, in the water. No. <laughs> and it's sunny in San Francisco. There's no, it's barely sunny in San Francisco. No, it's cold because you, cause I think well, because the Pacific Ocean, it, it comes down mm-hmm. from, like, the north. Yeah, that's the reason why. Yeah, I mean, even in Hawaii, the water's not necessarily the warmest. Even No. It's further south. It's 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 nice, but it, it's still kind of cool. Um, if you're in L.A., it is not warm water. It is it is pretty, whew, it, it'll, it'll wake it's you up. It's warm in Greece. I'll say this. It's warm in Greece. Yes. The water is warm in Greece. The water is warm in Greece. So are the hearts in Greece. So yeah, 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 it is. Yes. So, uh, so, and that ends. You know, of course, um, we see the scene of everybody frolicking and Spock getting thrown in the water by Kirk, and you know, yeah. everybody laughing and having a good time. Which is like at that moment, Leonard Nimoy is like, "No, I'm not Spock in this moment. I'm Leonard Nimoy. I don't want to get in the I'm fucking like, water." And Shatner's <laughs> just like, "Fuck this! You're gonna get in the water. Fuck you're you! Like, you're gonna yeah. get in the water." Yeah. And that was that was a pure Shatner Nimoy moment. That was not Kirk Spock. Yeah. That was a pure Shatner Nimoy moment, and um, uh, and then we, of course, we have the end of it where um, the crew is brought up to trial. Um, Spock was not with them, but he gets up from the crowd and joins and stands next to Kirk and says, "You know, they said, you know, Captain Spock, you are not, you're not amongst the accused." He goes, "They are my crew, and I stand with them, and I get a punishment." So he, you know, he's like, "No, they, because of me, this is they did this," and so he's. Saying I'm taking the punishment with them, mm-hmm. we find out that all the charges but one are dropped, um, which I'm sure the Klingon guy was super pissed off about. He was um, super pissed about. He's always super pissed. Like, he's, he's always super pissed, but yeah. Um, and then one was you know it levied at Kirk and you know disrespect disobeying a direct order, and so he was punished by being demoted from being a, an admiral to a captain and given his own ship. Uh, they don't tell him what kind of ship. And of course, they're talking about it's the garbage scowl. Garbage uh, scowl. Yeah, that's what Bones says because you know Bones is just the eternal pessimist. I love uh, Bones. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, Sulu says he wants it to be Excelsior, but as they come up over space dock over Excelsior, it's a retrofitted NCC one seven zero one A. So yeah, it, it a lot is, of people. A lot of people say that it was the old Yorktown. Yes, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I've I've read it either the old Yorktown or there was another Constitution class that they retrofitted that mm-hmm. they turned into the Enterprise, but that's what it was. I guess people were like, "How they repair the Enterprise so fast?" They didn't repair the Enterprise. No, it's, the reason the why it's an A gone. is because it's gone and it's been destroyed. And so, um, you know, they usually do an A uh, if if it's like the same class, just a different ship. So. Um, or like if you do a retrofit, a lot of times they'll they'll do an A to it if it's a severe change, you know. So that's how the numbering works. Um, if it's a completely new class of ship, then it gets the you know different iterations from there. So, yeah. Um, that's why, like, so even though this is the same Constitution class because it's such a severe retrofit from A to B uh, or from uh, O one to A. Then that's why there you get the yeah. A tag, you know. Even though it's still a Constitution class, it's a completely different retrofit. And yeah. So, um, you know, that's why B is the Excelsior class. So a lot of people argue, well, shouldn't A have been the Excelsior class because this was a Constitution class as well? And uh, but no, this is an, a more modern, updated version of the. This is like this is the update that happened twenty years, I think, after the Constitution class or something like that. Yes. Thirty yes. years. So. So this is why it gets the A tag um, uh, instead of just being um, rebranded the Enterprise, kind of like they did the Defiant. Mm-hmm. They were like, because they're like, oh, the Defiant wasn't an A uh, when they brought the new Defiant in, and it's because they rebranded the Defiant, and it's the same class. It was just, yeah. you know, there was no major retro. And we and we all, we all know that the original Defiant was a Constitution class starship. Yeah, yeah, they took it. it yeah, because that was the one that was. Uh, Reference in Enterprise, right? Yeah, yeah, it was phasing, and although I think the one reference in Enterprise, no, yeah, that was that. the one that they found. Yeah, because was it? They, was it the fun? Yeah, oh yeah, because it was phasing in and out. Correct. Yeah. Right, and then and then the Tholians end up finding it, and then Enterprise yeah. they find the, the the Defiant. It wasn't, um, yeah. it wasn't you know, it was a Defiant ship, and it came from the other universe. It came from yeah, from the mirror universe. Well, they were in the mirror universe, and they yeah. found, you know, came from our, the regular timeline universe. Yeah. So I will say yeah. this though: Star Trek: The uh, Voyages Continues, the uh, mm. the fan made series, did a really, really nice job on that. Mm. They did a really nice job of tying stuff up. And if 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 you if you if the fans haven't seen that yet, what are you doing? Go check it out. They're yeah. great, great episodes. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's uh, but I mean that and that. We find that out. That's the end of the show. That's the end of the movie. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the better Star Trek ones. There's a lot of comedy. There's a lot of action. Yep. Uh, oh, dude, we forgot the part where where Sulu where um, uh, Chekhov and Uhura go get the. Uh, oh yeah, they go. They go get the yeah. Yeah. They, oh my they, god, we totally spaced out, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. We're, but, we're basically where they go. They, where they go get. They collect the radiation. Mm-hmm. Uhura gets beamed out, but Chekhov gets caught. And they're questioning Chekhov. Like, come on, Ruski, who really are you working for? And then Chekhov ends up escaping. And then they chase him throughout the ship. And Chekhov has a fall. And, you know, he has, you know, he's hemorrhage. basically hemorrhaging in his brain. And so they go to the hospital. And that whole scene, everything, oh everything, oh this, bones yeah, just being bones. Bones being bones. And, like, at one point, there's this lady, she's like, like he's like, what are you in here for? He's like, Dallas is like, Dallas is good lord. Take one of these and and then call the him. dark ages. Yeah, the dark ages. And then, <laughs> the dark ages. And then uh, like, and he gives you this pill. And then the next thing you knew, like 
that later in the the thing they're like doctor gave me a pill and i got a new kidney i got like she's all excited she's, she's, all, like, she's all just fine and their doctor's like i don't know like i she didn't have her kidneys were like she got new kidneys i don't know like like the doctors are freaked out they make their way to check off and they're gonna drill they're basically gonna drill a hole in his head and you know McCoy is just that's what he says. What are we in the dark ages? This is oh just, god, man. Yeah, what are we in the dark ages? Yes, so, the people's heads? yes. And so he uh takes the device, puts it on his head, and uh, you know, as he as Chekhov starts coming through, uh, and they ask him, you know, what's his name, and then they ask his rank, and he says Admiral. And one wonders if that means like he's gonna be an admiral or he's referencing Admiral Kirk. That you know, that's one of my one of the things is like you see references that he's also, an admiral. Also- yeah, also, too, what, what McCoy puts on Chekhov's head, that's basically it's frequency. Yeah. And the frequency was repairing, you know, the brain hemorrhage and whatever nerves that got destroyed. And that's a, that's, that's a, that's a technology that we've been trying to, like, invent. And that's kind of been studying because mm-hmm. I remember the, uh, the conspiracy horseman, Ben Hameen, Basically, had to eat a shit sandwich and say, "You know what, Star Trek for when they put the device on Chekhov's side, he goes, that all deal with frequency. You know, that's really what we should be looking towards, and not towards you know all this pills and this fucking mm-hmm. surgery and bullshit." So, 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 Jaime had to put over Star Trek. He didn't want yeah. to do it though, but he had to. Yeah. yeah. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it, Suck Star Wars. <laughs> Suck it, Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, Mandalorian, so. Mandalorian is overrated. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I was gonna just say that because why not? You know, um, yeah. but it, you know, it's. I mean, this is easily one of the better Star Trek movies that you can enjoy. Yeah, um, two, four, six um, are you know really good. Three, yeah. three isn't bad. You know, people like to put. Three is a good movie too. Three is a yeah. really good movie, especially I mean, when yeah, you I, take it in the context of its. The middle of the of these two yeah. other movies. When you look at it full picture, it's a really good movie. You know, really and cool. yeah. I enjoyed it. So if you ever want to really just see long term movie storytelling, check out two, three, and four, and just watch those and check them out. Um, and and really enjoy this, especially four. There's a lot of fun, a lot of good yeah. things that happen in it, a lot of action, a lot of comedy. I mean, it was this was just a well rounded movie. So. Yes, you know, which uh, we're gonna we 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 this leads us to the last part of our show, which we're bringing in a new segment uh, today. So oh. uh, I don't have a sign for this. So Money MacGyver, come up with whatever you want if you want to. You don't have to, but we're gonna be calling this. Uh, let's take a moment for if he decides to put a sound in. What we're gonna do is we're gonna call this our Trek reps. So every week, oh, um, either myself or Triple D. So this week I'm gonna start. So the next week Triple D will go, and then oh every boy, other I week, have to think of something. Oh no, yeah, you're gonna have to look and find out what you're gonna oh, recommend. Lord. It could be anything. It could be something old school. It could be something okay. new. It could be anything in between. Um, you know, for your Trek, what we're calling Trek reps, and we're gonna recommend something for you to check out. It could be the topic that we've talked about. It could be anything along those lines. But we want to share the expansive knowledge that we have of all things Trek with you. 
And so this week, I thought that it would be fun um, to share the fact that um, I don't know if if you guys go on YouTube a lot or do anything, but on YouTube there is a there's a gamer channel called Retro Badger Gaming, and what okay. this guy does is he takes Star Trek Bridge Commander, um, and he he got he has all kinds of mods for it. He wants to pay the ninety nine nine, but then there's all kinds of mods where you get all kinds of ships. And he pits all kinds of Star Trek ships against other ships. So, like, one example is 20 NX class starships versus a Riemann Scimitar, you know? Oh. Um, you know, and uh, like, there is the future Vulcan ship seen in Enterprise versus the USS Enterprise F. Uh, oh, there's, wow. There's a Section 31 Defiant versus an Asgard warship prototype from Star Trek. And so, he does, he'll even cross on, but he'll do Star Wars versus Star Trek ships. He'll do. Uh, Babylon Five ships versus Star Trek ships, like. Does it so? So, so just a question: do, 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 do the Star Wars ships get fucking wrecked? Uh, no, not all the time. Really? No, not all the time. Um, it's it's very interesting to see how some of these work. Um, so like, uh, can the can uh, you you know the Proxima ships the you know that are kind of beefy? Um, they have what, has, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek. Yeah, oh, Star Trek. Well, I, I mean, you got. You got the ship from the Kelvin timeline. What is it? The USS Vengeance? No, you don't. They don't have that one. They have. They do oh, have the, okay. the Kelvin. They have the Kelvin Enterprise, but the well, Proxima I, I know the... is. Uh, it's got. It's got like four different looking nacelles on it. Two of the like, um, like Enterprise. Uh, what you would call it? The A nacelles on the sides, okay. and then underneath the larger ones where they have the the blue Buster collectors up front, and then the red kind of cylindrical ones on the bottom okay it's it's a very interesting design ship but it's canon apparently um they have akiras they have you know klingon ships he just takes all these ships in bridge commander and pits them and like you can even recommend like what you want to see like if you want to see excelsior versus a ambassador class or you can think of something random he's got a steamrunner versus a uss selfridge which you know they have some um, because of these mods that he has, he's got access to all kinds of different unique wow. ships that are even in the books or different things, like a Centaur class versus a Dominion bug ship. You know, um, uh, those are there are all kinds of things that uh, he even did a USS Voyager versus Battlestar Galactica. You know, oh. someone requested that. Um, there is the Enterprise J. You know, he'll pit those against different things. Um, uh, so he mostly does that. There's a few like. Star Trek Next Generation uh, Final Unity game that he, he'll do a playthrough on these first-person shooter games. Um, uh, he does two Salvin escorts defeat uh, TOS Enterprise. Uh, he does a Star Trek Armada walkthrough. So, ladies and gentlemen, go check out Retro Badger Gaming on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know me, I'm a ship guy yeah, through and through, and this is just a ton of fun, but it also gets you, you get to see some really cool ships in the and the livery that they, that they have, you get to see the different designs, and you know some that you're going to be familiar with, and some you're not, and that is the the cool part about you know our uh, this this channel is uh, he's a British guy, and they're not very long. Like some guys who do this kind of stuff, they're they're on there for like 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes. He has videos that last three minutes, two minutes. He doesn't, oh, wow. you know, he doesn't do a ton of the setup. He gets through all that. He he does. It's mostly gameplay that he does through. So there are some that are a little bit longer. That'll be ten minutes because it's just a bigger battle. 
uh, or different things, but hit most on average, it's between three to five minutes for his videos because it's just about the gameplay and the ships going wow. and stuff like that. And he usually takes control of one ship and then the computer is the other. Sometimes he will, um, you know, uh, and then he'll switch it. So like to see if the one ship one, if they're close because of the human component versus the computer component. Wow. You know? Okay. So he'll do he'll do lots of really neat stuff like that. So, ladies and gentlemen, go check out Retro Badger Gaming on YouTube to watch some really cool, and then you can see some really cool mods at the end where you get some really cool ships uh, nice, on nice. that as well. So, uh, Retro Badger Gaming on YouTube with where he does bridge commander stuff and puts ships against each other. That's my uh, Trek wreck of the week this week. I definitely gotta check that out, man. Yeah, it's, it's a awesome. lot of fun. It's very unique, and he's got a lot of content on there. He posts daily, if not every other day, usually three to five uh, uh, videos uh, daily. So he's got a ton of stuff on wow. his channel. And you, I mean, I've been following him for a while. You can go way back. Um, he has a Galaxy Class X from Hell. I mean, it's a, it's kind of like that. Um, the 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 TNG episode that was the you know the the Enterprise that had the three nacelles and the photon oh and yeah 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 photon yeah. lands uh, someone jacked that one up super crazy to where it's almost invincible um, Jeez. yeah so it's like you got to go check that out like to see what that looks like there's some really cool stuff that they do so uh, yeah it's a <laughs> lot of fun so that's that's everything I have today um, I guess I'll go ahead and do my stuff real quick. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to contact us, you know, uh, I know you can't see it, but we have a really cool banner that's below. Yeah, us. we do. You can hit us up at, at the Academy HMG at yahoo.com. You can email us if you ask any questions, your favorite movies, things you want to talk about, guests you want to have on the show. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that we can do. I put in a Facebook request or a uh, Twitter request to Doug Jones to see if he'd come on. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of things that we're going to do. We're going to shoot our shot. Um, but who, who wants to try to get on the show to talk Trek? We'd love to do that. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at the Academy HMG or on Facebook at Academy HMG. Uh, those are the ways to hit us up online. For me, uh, as always, Jay Reezy Men on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, John and Ryan on Facebook. And uh, like I said, so I for now, we'll do that for everything uh, since my work email is going to be changing and stuff like that. But in any of those ways, we can talk track, we can talk anything, cars, uh, all kinds of stuff. But also, if you need help with mental health, you can contact me there on any of those platforms and be glad to help you on whatever it is you need to do. We'll be yeah. glad to do those kind of things and reach you, reach out and make sure you get the help you need, um, whatever that might be. So uh, that is all the plugs and things I have. Triple D, what about you, sir? Where can we find you? What are all mm -hmm. your plugs? Find me, Demetrius Zerdos, Instagram, Twitter, which is not accessible anymore. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, that's on hold, I heard. And the, huh? the, they announced today, Elon Musk said the, the purchase, the takeover is on hold. Really? Yeah. It, it's accessible now. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, you, you can follow me there. I, I don't do a lot on Twitter anyways. But I really I really don't do a lot on social media anyways. I'm really not a social media type of guy. But, but if you want some of my old posts, some of my stuff that I guess would be considered toxic and you want to get a laugh, check it out. Uh, so <laughs> also to uh, Dippin' Donuts uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well for the best donuts, donut pictures, run by the great Ben Hami. He does all my social media in the central New York, upstate New York area. Come check us out at Mortal Championship Wrestling. I'll be doing commentary there. 
Uh, we're bringing in Angelina Love, June 4th. So, Ooh. yeah. Hello. Angelina Love is going to be there. Greek guy Papadon as well. Then Hameen. So, if you get a chance, come check us out. Follow at Immortal Championship Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, and then uh, just uh, zero, Zero's Olive Oil. Right now, we're in kind of a holding pattern when it comes to shipping olive oil. So, mm. But once we start shipping again, I'll let everyone know. So okay. that's it for me, brother. So, so if they if they ordered right now, it's it's on a back hold for now. Uh, yeah, for oil. Yeah, there's okay. yeah, there's yeah. I wouldn't even try ordering right now. Okay. I actually, I, I think we took it off because okay. it's just it's just kind of difficult. So, gotcha. But but John, that's it for me. That's it for you, brother. We gave an hour and forty two minutes, and we talked a lot of track. We talked about one of the greatest track movies ever, Star Trek Four. We got a little bit into Strange New Worlds and it's Picard, which. Next week, we definitely want to dive, dive, do a little bit more of a deeper dive into that because mm-hmm. the uh, Strange New Worlds. Well, no, I'm sorry. Uh, season two of Picard was outstanding. Mm-hmm. We definitely do. We're going to do a deep dive on that. Yes. But listen, fans and genders and races of all known origins, thank you for listening to the Academy uh, podcast, Star Trek podcast. We'll be back here again next week. In your ear holes, deliver the best Star Trek content for Jay, for Jay Reezy Men, the strongest Star Trek fan that I know. Because tell me, other Star Trek fans can bench over 450 pounds. Guess what? You won't find one. Only John can. And me, I I, I do have a nice beard. So that's all. That's all I'm bringing to the table. But listen. <laughs> And the epic rants. And the epic rants. And the epic rants. And Wesley Crusher's a bitch. So <laughs> we'll. Uh... <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We got. <laughs> so, 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 so after being so toxic, everyone out there, live long and prosper. And we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs> Later. Mm-hmm.